In life, we make decisions, some easy, some difficult, and some that shake the very foundation of our life's plan. It's my passion. It's all I think about. I wake up thinking about it. I go to sleep thinking about it. For Marty Garner, the decision won't come easy. For he has spent 15 years giving everything he had to the world of professional wrestling. It's about that pursuit. It's about that goal. It's about getting there. It's about showing my family I'm not a crazy son of a bitch for trying to do this for 13 years. Winning over the hearts of fans all over the world. Fans who will fight for him till the bitter end. Tonight, Marty will make the difficult decision to keep the fight alive and continue in the world of wrestling or walk away from the very dream he has fought so hard to make a reality. I'm not crazy. I want to show them that I made it. I want to sign that contract and have a single tear rolling down in my damn face when I sign it. Because it, I'm that passionate about it. Either way, the fans who admire him so much are here with him as he makes this decision live tonight and only on The Shoot. Welcome back, everybody, to The Shoot here. I'm Gary Cantrell along with the Alan Martin. You're listening to The Shoot. And you know what? I'm going to cut the crap because right now, on the line, but let's go ahead, let's bring him on, let's not wait any longer, let's get Champagne, Marty Garner on here right now, let's do it. Alright everybody, you've waited long enough, uh, this guy, I, I, I first got the chance to speak with him back in August, and uh, I was very touched by his story, and uh, I, I wanted to give him the opportunity to address you all now, so let's not waste any more time, Champagne, what's up brother? Yo, what's going on man, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? That's the important question. And I'm doing great, man. I couldn't be any better. If I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> All right, brother. You know what? Your fans are here now. They're listening. They're ready. This is your time, party. I'm going to shut the hell up. Take over, brother. All right, man. Well, as you all know, uh, you know, this is a big night, and uh, I just want to come on and tell everybody off the bat that uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in right now and all the support that I've had this year. It's been phenomenal, man. I had a couple of my buddies, uh, John Carter and Trip Carter, set me up a MySpace page, man, and it's taken off, man, and, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better, man. And I've really been excited the whole year. And, you know, um hasn't quite been a year since we set the thing up, but we've had quite a number of hits on the uh, site and everything. So I just like to... Take a moment just to thank all of my listeners, all of my fans, and all the Champagneacs out there, and all the work you've done. And it's just been a tremendous time for me, man. Very exciting. Every day was exciting, and just I've had a blast. And I just want to start, but you know, letting everybody know. Look, I was born June eleventh, nineteen sixty-eight, the son of a sharecropper. And I, I just said that, man. I was just in a history book I was reading one time. I thought I sounded good. But uh, anyway, I wasn't a, I wasn't born a sharecropper. But uh, most most people listening to me right now know my story, and you know by the blogs or you know they're my friends who've witnessed these things firsthand. Um, and I got into wrestling 
1993 when I was 25 years old. Are you still there, Gary? Yeah, man. I'm 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 giving you all the the chance to do this, brother. I'm okay. just gonna be quiet. It was just so you. quiet, man. I was making sure. Uh, this is your moment. All right, I'm running, man. I'm running with it right here. Uh, 1993, I got into the business. You know, I met Matt Hardy at the gym, local gym that I went to in Bath, North Carolina. And, you know, you all know the story. Um, you've read the blogs and stuff. So I won't go into all that. But um, <clears throat> when I got into the business, it was, it was uh, just a fluke that I did because I wasn't planning on going into the wrestling business. Um, I grew up, you know, poor, and we out, you know, I'd go outside and ride my my uh, BMX bike and pretend I was Evil Knievel and, you know, do all these crazy things, and my dad thought I was a nut job because I would do things that were just unimaginable, and he would think I was going to break my neck every time I did something, and, uh, you know, I, I never did get hurt really bad when I was young, but, uh, you know, there was always that chance that I could have, and my dad was like, you are crazy, you're going to break your neck. And then when I met Matt, I said, you know what, man, I would love to get into this wrestling thing because I've always kind of been a daredevil, and I just, you know, think this might be right for me. And uh, and sure enough, it was, man. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's been a long, crazy, fun, heartbreaking, and rewarding ride. And if I had a week to sit here and tell you all about it, I wouldn't have enough time. It's just, uh, you know, unless you've been down that road, unless you've, you know, drove those miles and, and uh, walked a mile in our shoes, man, it's just, it's, I, I can't explain it. You just have to be there, you know. And wrestling has allowed me to do a lot of things. Uh, you know, I've traveled and I've, I've worked for The Rock. I've been on talk shows. And it's kept me in shape all these years. And it's taught me some valuable lessons in life, too, Um as far as how to treat people, because this business is about respect, and uh, you'll see that if you ever walk into a wrestling locker room, which it was kind of weird the first time that I did because I didn't know how things worked. And you walk in, and all the big dogs are looking at you like, hey, come shake my hand. But what you're thinking is, I'm afraid to go shake this guy's hand because I don't know how he's going to take me if he thinks I'm going to be cocky or whatever by going up and shaking his hand, so you don't know what to do. Until somebody smartened me up, I didn't know what to do. I'd walk in the locker room and I wouldn't say anything. I'd sit down. But, you know, come to find out, all the big dogs wanted you to come up and do was to come over and introduce yourself. They don't come up and say, hey, I'm Champagne. No, you come up and introduce your government name, your, your real name. You go up and say, hey, I'm, I'm Marty Garner. And, uh, you know, you shake their hand and, and that's... That's the deal. And back in the day when I first started, there was a little shake that you did. You know, you barely touch each other's hands and shake. That was showing that you were in the business. That was the code of the business. And now it's different. People don't do that anymore. Uh, the business has changed. And uh, it's evolved since I've been in, you know. Uh, the business when I was in, when I first got in, was, you know, protecting each other, taking care of each other, which is the same way now. But things have gotten a little bit tougher now because of, UFC, um, you know, UFC brought a lot of, woke a lot of people up and said, you know, I want to see some hardcore wrestling now. I want to see somebody really going at it. So the guys have to step it up a couple notches now in the ring because uh, people don't want to see all this, you know, billy dollying around. They want to see some, you know, hardcore stuff going on. So 
has changed and evolved over the years that I, I've even been in it. And, you know, trust me, it's it's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, literally, uh, you know, I've paid, it's about paying your dues, you know. It's about, you know, having a flat tire on the interstate in Pennsylvania on a cold, snowy night whenever I didn't have a spare. And had to, luckily, somebody saw me that was at the wrestling show and helped me out. And, you know, it's about, you know, I drove to Arkansas from North Carolina 22 hours straight to do a show for ECW. And I made 75 bucks to do a run-in that night. I drove to Arkansas to do a run-in and get 75 bucks, and I came home. You know, it's it's about, you know, blowing an alternator, driving to a Christmas show for ECW. And then having to push the car, me and another guy, we had to push the car to an off-ramp and then to a repair shop. And we had to sit in the car since the alternator was broken. We couldn't crack the car. Had to sit in the car with no heat. It was freezing cold for like four hours until the store opened up. It's about, you know, uh, it's about a radiator going bad on you and having a four-hour drive ahead and stopping every 30 miles and let the radiator cool down and start again and drive 30 more miles and stop for 11 hours straight. That's what the business is about. The business is, is, is a cold, hard, cruel thing, but it's also a very rewarding and very awesome thing at the same time. Um, you know, I, I worked for ECW, and I was losing money every week until I couldn't afford it anymore. You know, the business has got me into fights. I've broken bones. I've chipped teeth, torn ligaments. I've almost starved to death on the road because sometimes you just don't have enough money to stop and eat. You know, I've I've, I've uh, done steroids at one time. I've done everything but beg for a legitimate shot and haven't gotten that opportunity. And I haven't always made the right decisions. I miss being on the ECW video game by one day. I watched a lot of my friends go on to be WWE superstars. And superstars at WCW as well when they were up and running. And I've watched them make millions of dollars while I sit home and watch them on TV. The same guys that I used to run with down here in Omega the same guys that we all came up together trying these crazy moves and doing stuff that before ECW would do it, we had done it. A lot of things. Not saying everything, but a lot of things. We innovated new things, and, and you know, I, I've, I've witnessed these guys going to become big men in the WWE and do some very great things. And I'm just, I'm, I'm envious of that. I can't lie. I'm very envious. I've also been surprised by some actions of my so-called friends, some things that have went down that were really upsetting and things you just have to get past and put behind you. And I've been so close to getting a job with the WWE that I could taste it. You know, I, I've, I've sat down and had a heart-to-heart talk with Shane McMahon with tears streaming down my face. And if you ask me, would I do this all again, you're damn right I would. It's been something that, um, like I said, has molded my life and has, has made made me into a man. And, you know, it's probably kept me off the off the streets and out of the drug world and all these things, you know, and, and a lot of guys get mixed up in that, even in the business, 
they get mixed up in it because the life of a wrestler is, is a hard life. I mean, it's a rewarding life and it's a challenging life. And it's the things that they go through, they're wrestling 280 days out of the year, most of these guys. And I tell this to a lot of people, go home and and fall down on your mattress about 10 times every day, just 10 times, and do it 280 days out of the year, falling down on your mattress. After a while, something's going to start hurting, and your ligaments and your joints and everything else, they're going to start aching, your muscles. These guys are falling into a ring every night, 280 nights out of the year, traveling, getting up in the morning, and being beat down that night before and getting up and having to work again that night, having to get up every day in a different city and find a gym, find a place to eat, you know, find a tanning bed, whatever. But it's a different city every day. And, you know, people say, I wonder why these guys get, you know, some of these guys get strung out on these painkillers. It's the only way they can make it. A lot of these guys, man, are just beaten and battered so bad it's hard for them to function without a little help. And I could see that, you know. I could, I can see that. I can see the, the, the hard life. And, you know, it's still something that you still want, though. Uh, you know, you see all the hardships that go with it. But then again, you see the reward. You see, you know, people... I had a girlfriend one time that told me... I had some little kids come up to me at a restaurant and uh, asked me for my autograph. And they said, are you champagne? I said, yes, I am. They said, can we get your autograph? And I said, of course you can. And the little kids were excited, you know, and uh, they left after they got my autograph. And uh, my girlfriend looks at me, my girlfriend at the time, and says to me, you think you're something, don't you? She said, that's why you do it, isn't it, right there? And I said, that's exactly why I do it. Those kids think I'm a hero. I said, that, that's amazing. I said, you know, if if I can go down as their hero one day, I said, man, I'll be more than happy to do that. And I said, yes, I do think I'm something because of that, and that is why I do it. I do it for that. I like people to come up and say, hey, Champagne, I I, I love seeing you in the ring. I, I love your matches. You know, um, I, I'm glad that you won the belt or whatever. Man, that excites me to no end, and um, of course that's why I do it. So, you know, I, I see my buddies you know, on TV, and these guys, here's the thing I want. I want to be immortal just like them because they'll always be around now because their videos will be around when they die. Their action figures will be around when they die. You know, they've left a legacy, you know, and uh, of course I want that. You know, this life, this life is about, you know, living, of course, living your life to the fullest and having a good time while you're doing it, but it's also, to me, this life is about leaving a legacy, leaving something people can remember you by. When I'm dead and gone 50 years, I want people to say, you remember that crazy dude, Marty Garner, Champagne? He was all right. You know, I want people to smile when I'm gone and say, wow, that dude, he was my boy. I like that that guy. And if we would have been, if we'd have been living when he was living, we might have been friends. You know, there's a lot of great people I always think about this when I see a graveyard. <laughs> Not to be Donnie Downer here, but you know, I see a graveyard and I think to myself, there's probably a lot of great talent laying in that graveyard that I never met or I never knew. 
whom I would have loved to have known some of these people, I'm sure. You know, I, I see... I see these people living in these big fine houses, and I and I think, I wonder, I wonder how they got that house. I wonder how they got their money. I wonder, I wonder who, who who gave them that opportunity to get that house, or you know, if, so, if somebody handed it down to them from 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 them dying or whatever, or how they made their money. I just want to know how they made their money. How did they get to that place in life? You know, if they're maybe they were an astronaut, maybe they were a pro football player one at one time, and you know. I just want, I would like to know some of these, some of these people, you know, that, uh, have done great things and, and went on to be somebody like that. And, you know, I, I don't, when I die, I don't want people wondering that about me. I want people to say, oh, that was, that was Marty Garner. He's all right, man. Good guy. And that's why I do this. That's why I pursue this. That's why, um, you know, some people might say I'm, I'm a lunatic for, for chasing a crazy dream. But you know what? If you don't have a dream, you don't have anything. You don't have, you know, if, if if you're just living life just to live life, that's not rewarding to me. I, I want to have a goal. I want I want to achieve something. I want to I want to see that light. I want to run to that light and go. I'm going to get there. One day I'm going to get there. If it takes every ounce of energy that I have, every waking hour, I'm going to get there. And for the last 15 years, every day I wake up. You know, I think about this wrestling thing. I have a regular job too. You know, I, I work. I'm I'm a land surveyor, and uh, but in the back of my mind, all the time, I'm thinking, man, how can I get there? You know, what can I do? Who do I need to talk to? You know, what moves do I need to make? And uh, like I said, I, you know, back back in the day, whenever you know Dwayne Johnson first arrived on the scene at WWE, uh, Matt and Jeff and those guys, they kind of laughed at me for talking to to Rock, you know. They were, I was like, man, I'm going to talk to that dude, man. I'm, I'm going to find out, you know, what I need to do with Massive. Man, I don't know if I'll bother him or not. And I said, I'm just going to ask for some advice. And, you know, uh, a few years later, when I when I started working for The Rock, I'll never forget this. He told me, he said, Marty, you know what got you this job? He said, man, you have always been a guy who never wanted anything from me but a little bit of my time and my advice. He said, man, I can't tell you how much that means to me. He said, uh, everybody I know wants something from me. He said, you didn't. You wanted some advice. He said, that made me respect you more than anything. And I said, well, man, you know, I, I kind of got, you know, I, I was kind of intimidated at first to even say anything to you because I didn't know if you, how you were going to take me and uh, whatever. And he says, no, man, he said, you did the right thing. You played it just right. He said, and I appreciate you for that. And, you know, just, I know we've got a couple of minutes here, and uh, I just want to say, that, you know, some of my highlights in, in the wrestling business so far is, uh, you know, the first time I worked for WWE was exciting. You know, then I got a position with ECW, which is very exciting for me. And one of my highlights in, of working a match was I was working Jim the Anvil Nightheart one night, and he threw me out of the ring, and I got beat up by Owen Hart and Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog, and Brian Pillman, who are all deceased now, which is, you know, weird when I look back at that tape and I go, man, all three of those guys are dead now, you know. And, you know, they were they were superstars. They were people I looked up to. You know, working that match with 
MVP on the pay-per-view in Raleigh, North Carolina, pretty much my hometown, was a big deal to me. And then, you know, as I said before, working for The Rock, traveling around the world with, with a superstar, man, with, with who was my friend. I, I didn't consider him a superstar. And one night, I have to tell you the story. One night, we were in Samoa, and we were riding up to this big event they were having, and Rock was doing a benefit thing that night, a speech. We had a whole line of cars behind us, and me and Rock were driving through the mountains of Samoa in a little Toyota truck, and he looked at me, I looked at him, and I said, Dude, could you ever, would you ever imagine we would have been in Samoa on an island in the Western Pacific riding in a Toyota truck? He goes, No. He said, Champagne and a Rock, man. Ain't that some shit? And uh, that night at the speech, he says, I was filming him. He said, You know what? I got one of my best friends with me tonight. His name is Marty Garner. He's sitting right there. And, dude, all I could do was sit there and let the tears roll off my face when he said that. Because I was born, you know, into a family. Well, I was adopted when I was four months old, but my family I was adopted to showed me a lot of love. We were a very loving family. We hugged everybody, you know, and we put our hearts into things. And... When he said that, it was it was big. And I know all you people are waiting for an answer and I have to tell you that uh, I called Dixie Carter today, and uh, I didn't talk to her. I left her a message yesterday, and I left her a message today. And, um, and she is the owner of TNA, for those that don't know who Dixie Carter is. And I just left a message, and I told her to please return my call. And she has it. And I told you I'd give you a decision on the 8th. And my decision is I'm out of the business. And it breaks my heart. I've made a lot of good friends, done a lot of good things. But uh, a lot of people don't know I'm engaged to be married this year, too, to my soulmate, who, I, you know, it's going to shock a lot of people to hear I'm getting married because I didn't say anything to anybody yet. But uh, I dated her years ago, and I'm, and I'm dating her again now, and I asked her to marry me. Because I don't want somebody I can live with. I want some, somebody I can't live without. So, saying that, um, you know, I'm going to have a family to support and take care of this year, too. And even if they offer me a deal right now, I don't know if I would take it because uh, I've got a lot of great benefits and I've got a good job. And So, to all those who are wondering, yes, I'm out. And uh, I appreciate all the hard work and diligence. And Gary, you my boy. I appreciate everything you've done, all the things you've put together. And I'll never forget you, man. And uh, like I say, if they offer me that job, you know, I will consider it. But I don't know what the decision will be. Um, but as of right now, I'm not going to pursue it. They're going to have to pursue me if they want me. So that is the answer. Uh, that is very touching, Marty, and I know a lot of your fans out there 
who have just supported you all along. I mean, you know, that's just it's a phenomenal story. That's why I wanted to get into this. That's why I wanted to, you know, help you out, help you get your story out there, man. I just, you know, it's unbelievable to see you go, man. I mean, I've only been able to see you on YouTube, and, you know, I, I wish for the day that I could have came down there and seen you in action, but, uh, man, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to miss you, bro. Well, I really appreciate that, and I'm going to miss them too, man. I mean, it's just, uh, it's been my life up up to now, so it's hard. Yeah, I, I, I can understand. I mean, this is just, uh, I mean, I got to thank you even just for sharing this in a, in a public setting. I mean, this is this is a big decision that you've made, and, uh, you know, I got to say, as a fan of yours, I, I fully support you, man. I want to congratulate you on being engaged, man. That, that's huge. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you know what I want to do, too, Gary? I want to send a shout-out to a couple of my boys. Do it, man. Right. Go for it. Um, my old tag team partner. Whew. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get all broke up. I know it's got to be tough, man. Just take your time. Man. Bill Graves. <clears throat> Ethan Storm. We used to be uh, <laughs> Models Incorporated. He's my boy. <sighs> Scott Matthews. The Black Skull. <laughs> Me and his dude did a beach volleyball gimmick. <laughs> we were the California SWAT team. Couple of goofs. But it was fun. And <clears throat> Sean Cummings. <clears throat> we didn't get to do our our gimmick. We were going to do Models Incorporated, too, but we never got to do it. But uh, all these guys, man, I want to send a shout-out to them, Matt, Jeff, Shannon, Shane, all these guys, man, Philip Douglas, my cousin, John John and Tripp Carter, all you guys, man, Danny, Tam, everybody, thank you all for supporting me. Crazy Chick, all you people have been instrumental. Kelly, thank you, everybody. Um, Alyssa but I just wanted to you know send a few shout outs to these guys man and I didn't know it was going to be this hard to say goodbye but you know I want you to think about some of these stories sometimes maybe bring a smile to your face or, you know if I could if I could do that that would make me happy if some of you people remember me and think about some good things that I've said or you think you've heard about me. That mean the world to me, so um just wanna thank everybody. Thank you, Gary, for putting me on the show and I know you're pulling for me and you know, it's just it's my time, man. It's my time to bow out and uh I don't wanna be that guy on the independent shows who's fifty years old <clears throat> still chasing that dream, you know what I mean? And yeah. needed to get out of the business fifteen years ago. I don't want to be that guy, man. It's kind of like the old guy at the nightclub. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, what's that old dude doing here? Oh, he's still a worker. 
I don't want to be that guy. So it's kind of like Mike. I'm just gonna say this. It's kind of like when uh, Michael Jordan got out of basketball and he kept coming back, kept coming back. He kept coming back and he was still scoring 23 points a game, but he wasn't Michael Jordan anymore. And everybody said, you know what? Michael's lost it. He still scored 23, 24 points in a professional basketball game, but they thought he had lost it. So, you know, I don't want to be that dude. So, anyway, I just want to thank everybody, man, and sorry for getting all broke up, but, hey, man, my heart gets involved sometimes and takes over. That's no easy decision, man. I'll tell you that right now. That is no easy decision, and you don't have to apologize to anybody as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, man. We, I tell you what, man. Before before we go, man, we, you and I, man, we're gonna get together. We're gonna drink, okay? We're gonna hang <laughs> out, man. We can do I that. I promise you that. We can do that. <laughs> I won't get to see. I won't get to see you wrestle, but uh, we gotta hang, man. We're gonna do that. We're gonna definitely right, do that, Gary. You've been you've been a, instrumental in, you know, putting me on the air, man, and and let me say what I needed to say, man. And I really, really appreciate you for that. Anytime, brother. Anytime you need the time, you call me up, man. I got I got your back, man. And uh, you know, thank you for 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 you know uh, giving what you've given to the fans and uh, doing this here and being able to address them, man. I, I know they gotta really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been there for a while for me, man. And, you know, I also want to thank my boy Brad Beard, man, Court Thomas, Jimbo Atkinson, James Doe, all you guys, man. All you guys have been there for me, man, and you're my true friends. And, and you know, I'll never forget you. Never will. And, I, Gary, we're going to see each other around, man. I promise you we're going to go out and drink one night. Absolutely, man. We're, we're, we're going to make arrangements for that. I promise you soon, man. Let's Let's make it happen, bro. Let's do it. All right, man. You going to be okay, man? I mean, can I leave you? You going to be all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got a grenade I'm going to open up. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm fine, man. <laughs> I just I just get, <laughs> I just get a little emotional, man. You know, just I, I'm a little tenderhearted, man. You, I didn't want to tell everybody that shit, but uh, champagne got a tender heart. So it's out now. Cast out the bag, damn it. All right, my friend. Well, let me let you go, man. You relax. You hang with your girl and everything, man. I'll talk to you soon, okay? I'll do that, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right, man. Bye-bye. All right, bro. Bye-bye. Alan Martin. Alan Martin, are you still there? Oh, yeah. I'm still here, man. Oh, my God. Was that not huge? Was that not epic? Marty Garner. Uh, just a, a heartfelt announcement, man, and, and everything that he's done, man. Thank him a thousand times over for coming on and, and sharing that with his fans. That's how that's how much of a cool guy he is for you know coming on and being that honest with his fans, man. I got to give him props for that. Man, I'm man, I'm gonna say it right now, man. Instead of the Marty Gardner address, you should call that the the, the Gettysburg address, man. I mean, that was a <laughs> that was. That was that was unbelievable, man. I mean, you know, it was that a, a was lot of epic. stuff. He said. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he said, it was just it was so heartfelt, man. I just, you know, I kind of felt for him. So, uh, you know, I I, I I got even a thousand more respect points than I already had for that guy, man. I love that guy. He's he's amazing. He is absolutely amazing. And hands down, I don't care what anybody says in the history of this program. That has got to be the defining moment right there. 
I'm saying it. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement, but, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I can't dispute that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, Champagne Marty Garner announcing right here on the shoot that he is walking away from professional wrestling. And once again, I've got to say thank you very much to to Marty for coming on. And, and uh, you know, a lot of his fans, I'm sure we all thank you very much, Marty, for all that you've given us. And Alan, I'm I'm winded here. I've got to I've got to sit down for a second. Why don't we go ahead? Let's take a another break. We'll get everything going here. We'll get caught up. We'll get uh, everything rolling, and we'll come back. And I don't know how I don't know how you follow up with that, man. I just don't know how you follow up with that. But let's go ahead. We'll take a break for Alan. I'm Gary. You're listening to the shoot. We will be right back. 